this week on The Startup Life. God, Allah, whatever supreme being that we believe in or not believe in, mm -hmm. there are certain talents that are just in us. I hear that. There are certain things that we just do. All right, Startup Nation. So let's take flight with James and Jamil Bernard, owners of MCE Cigar Emporium. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... to join the 25 plus club parents how does thousands in college savings sound brand new in our school the owl academy we have released how to hack the act students will cover managing test anxiety math science reasoning and why eating a good breakfast is so important for more information go to this episode show notes for the link all right startup nation so i hope you're ready to receive some value today now we're making history today because we have our first entrepreneurial tandem or couple today on the show, we got James and Jamil Bernard. How's it going, people? Oh, Pretty good. Great. How are you? All right. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today? Let's yes. go. All righty. All righty. So, first things first, what's the story behind MCE? Well, MCE started from a road trip. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, ourselves, James and I, and our very good friends, Tasha and Mark Clayton, we were um, on a road trip. And actually, we travel a whole lot. Okay. And we find ourselves on each trip purchasing cigars. Okay. So, um, one particular trip, we decided that we were really busy and we couldn't get cigars in Memphis just to take with us. And we were like, well, why don't we order them, have them shipped, and that way we'll have them to take with us on the trip. Okay. So, we're out of town and we're like... Why don't we try to do this ourselves? Oh. We are we we are constantly purchasing from other people. We love the product. Why don't we try to you know start a business where we sell cigars? Gotcha. And that's pretty much how the the brainchild MCE Cigar Emporium started. All right, cool. And uh, forgive me, I, I don't smoke, but they do smell really nice, though. <laughs> they do smell. I'm, I'm glad I, you I, I will them. say that they do smell really nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um. Let me ask you this, like, how does it work as a husband-wife team? I know you got the other, the other, you know, two partners, but how does that work in a husband-wife team? Because I know with me and Kendra at Owls, there's always this push-pull, always right. push-pull. So how do you guys kind of work through that? Marriage is a business all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you understand that. <laughs> if you're married, you're an entrepreneur also. Right, uh, fair it's, enough. It's a business also. <laughs> got um, you. Of course, there's compromise from both sides, but we just work well. Um, mm -hmm. We, we all four of us, we stay in our own lanes. Um, absolutely, absolutely. So that, that's how we do it. That's um, important. That's right. That's right. And we recognize our own strengths. Like mm -hmm. he is great with media. Okay. So when it comes to creating our um, small snippets or doing mm -hmm. video when we're out, actually uh, at any event, he usually takes control of that. Now gotcha. Tasha is awesome at a uh, still picture taking. Gotcha. She can put a filter on anything and make it look. I mean, just as professional as we paid somebody to do it. So I hear that. Everybody pretty much recognizes their, their strength and they take ownership in that. Okay. So, so, and then too, I think what helps is we were friends before the business started. So we knew each other very well. Cool. So we, we have an understanding even outside of the business. So. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. 
Cool. The most honest person with you is going to be Kenda. The uh, most honest oh, person with me is going to be Jamil. <laughs> Absolutely. With Mark, his wife, and right. vice versa. So right. that's how we that's how we do it. Okay, cool. No worries. No worries. Do you use it like any external vendors? Because as we try to share with Startup Nation that with entrepreneurship, there's different type of vendors and like accountants and stuff like that in order to make a business work. What kind of external vendors do you guys kind of work with from time to time? Uh, we work with different, um, a couple of different distributorships as far as okay. the uh, product is concerned. That way we can offer the best price and we can get the best quality cigars also. One of the vendors we use, I guess we can call them a vendor, is the Reeves Law Firm. Okay. So okay. We, we, Absolutely. We have a, a legal advice Absolutely. question. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we do, you know, reach out to the Reeves Law Firm and, and uh, Henry Reeves is great at giving us any kind of headway we need as far as the legalities of the business so um as far as um media i look to dominique lawson man <laughs> as, far, as far as you know um but we do look to other small media of course of and course still, right. you know we, we try to use network with different yes, businesses that are, we can consider them vendors in small business you have to share a lot Absolutely. With, with other small businesses. Absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That, that's how we stay in business and that's how they stay in business. So sure. as far as, I don't want to call them partnerships, but vendors, other people that have business license, other events, mm-hmm. we, we try to, to patronize as many other vendors as Got possible. You. Right, that, that reciprocity piece, if you will, right? So where like right. you offer something and then return stuff like this, like this beautiful box that I do not deserve, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Please enjoy. Please enjoy. <laughs> gotcha. Startup Nation, I actually shared this a picture of this beautiful box that they handcrafted themselves. And I'm very grateful for. All right, guys, let me ask you this. So, you know, you guys, you know, have experience in corporate America as well. So explain to us, you know, what you learned from like a your worst boss or mentor that you've had before? For my, the worst boss I had, I learned <laughs> self-discipline. Okay. I also learned that a lot of times after those, um, if you deal with those so-called bad bosses, a lot of times you'll still be around and that person will be gone mm, in the company. Gotcha. Perseverance, self-discipline, stay grounded and keep doing what you know to do best. Okay. And that's the best way to handle a worse boss or mentor. Yeah, right. I agree. I think my worst boss experience was not being trans- transparent as mm, possible in, okay. in business. You know, okay. having the same vision as being told what to do and what's going to happen on the back end. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think something that helps us greatly from, from my experience personally is having expectations set on the front end. I hear that. <laughs> and hear everybody that. understanding Absolutely. the goal and what's supposed to happen on the end so that we all are pushing towards the same goal. You know, if we're all working towards something and then, you know, it doesn't pan out the way that it's supposed to, that's different. But if we're all working towards something and somebody else has a different initiative as to, you know, what, what the whole right. team is supposed to be going to, then we're kind that's of right. working against each other. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I think, I think being as transparent as possible on the front end yeah, that taught me a huge lesson in corporate America. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jamil, I think you actually speak to not just being transparent, but also to cohesiveness, like, right? Like being yes. on the same page. Absolutely. Right? That's extremely important. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, I obviously know the next the answer to this next question, but please fill in Startup Nation if you would. <laughs> How do you advertise or market uh, MCE? And also, do you use social media? <laughs> and, and, and if you do use social media, uh, you know, what are the benefits you know, okay. that you have gotten from that? We take full advantage of social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, 
We use Facebook. We use Instagram. We're not too familiar with Twitter, but we have a Twitter account. Fair, right? enough, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. We are all over the mm-hmm. internet. Gotcha. Um, and some of those advantages are, I mean, we can reach people that we don't even know. Absolutely. And as an entrepreneur, for the most part, and you know this, mm-hmm. the people that you don't know will be your biggest supporters. Man. Those <laughs> <you>. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Right, right. Especially, we have a website that you can make purchases through. Mm-hmm. So people that know us will actually contact us directly and, you know, ask questions and ask, you know, the best thing to do. But uh, people that find us on social media, we just wake up in the morning and we have a purchase. Just out of the blue. You know? oh, so we woke up and we had one out of Minnesota, I think it was. Minnesota, like, Colorado, several places across yeah, the United Yeah, so States. it's like, great. You know, it, it's good to be able to reach people that are, you know, miles and miles away. Absolutely. To try your product and have them especially return. And so Absolutely. that makes you feel awesome <laughs> as an entrepreneur. I, Just like you guys have people overseas man, now. So. look, <laughs> one of the greatest feelings in the world is to wake up and, and say, you make some money while you were asleep. Right. That's that, right. that is an awesome <laughs> That's right. feeling. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, Startup Nation, you should see in the show notes the website for MCE. So if you want to... Uh, partake in their goodies, if you will. Feel free to hit that link uh, in the show notes, uh, Startup Nation. So, uh, and, and as you know, we're, we're reaching internationally now. So, yes. if you get an international sale, it, hopefully thank, we're able to help out you. with that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let me ask you guys this. What did you learn from your biggest failure? I learned to never give up. Don't mm-hmm. quit. Okay. Keep going. When you are at your so-called lowest point after a failure, that's when the greatest thoughts come to you. That's when um, you have to push yourself to do what it takes for you to survive. That is what drives myself and Jamil, along with our kids. I mean, we cannot see... Damon Dash, he had an um, interview on The Breakfast Club. Uh, and I know you're very Man, familiar with it. It's I love the, that <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hustle for Your Last Name interview? Yes. And he asked the he asked the interviewer um, a couple of questions, and I had to say no to both of them. One of those mm-hmm. questions was, um, "If your son needed a job, could you give your son a job here?" And the second question was, "If your son needed a loan, would you be able to go to your job and get your son a loan?" And I had to answer no to those questions, and the right. same guy had to answer no to those questions. Mm-hmm. As entrepreneurs, we hope that we don't ever see ourselves in that position. We hope that we'll be able to leave something I hear to that. our kids. I hear that. So I hear that. Because like, when you have to say no to both of those questions, it puts things in perspective That's real right. quick, don't it? That's right. It puts That's things right. <laughs> real quick. Very quick. All right. Did you want to add anything to that? Well, let me. Okay. I, I, one thing about being that the tag team tandem, mm-hmm. we we support each other even in our failures. I hear that because we're we know where we were headed in the beginning. Mm. So even if it doesn't pan out on the end, we're like, again, because we were friends in the beginning and we were already supportive. Right. And being husbands and wives. Right. (laughs) It it, it really helps because, again, like James was saying, that's your biggest supporter in and out of business. Mm -hmm. So to have two husbands and two wives, and actually Tasha and I met through work, Gotcha. Okay. And just a little backstory, we were trying to get our husbands to meet a long time. <laughs> you know how you guys are just not just, you know, on the back end just trying to make new friends. You know, you have your core team and that is what it is outside of, you know, networking. Right. So it, we ended up running each other and running into each other at the mall and they became instant friends. And me and Tasha are looking at each other like, we were trying to get <laughs> So, I mean, to have that, that foundation of right. understanding when we fail, 
you know, it, it's because we understand that we can hold each other up Absolutely. and keep pushing. So Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's funny how wise always trying to make play dates for us. <laughs> that's right. It's what we do. That's right. But but we see that's what we do. Like we said, everybody stay in that line. Fair enough. And it usually is to your benefit, Kenda. <laughs> Back me up, Kenda. It's usually to your benefit. So. Fair, enough. Fair enough. Okay, so entrepreneurs consider themselves lifelong learners. They're always learning something. Professional development is important. So right. what does that mean to you guys, and what are you learning now? It means everything to me. I'm always reading. Okay. I'm always reading. I'll just throw a couple of books out there. Um, the Alchemist, uh, The 48 Laws of Power, okay. several books. I'm always reading something. Um, Decoded, Jay-Z. That's just one of my okay. biggest okay. inspirations, cool. Jay-Z. Cool. Uh, Read, 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 people. <laughs> and it's, it's always something going on. Like, we've we looked up a, a, some conferences that are in other cities that have been going on for a long time. We get a lot of magazine subscriptions. Right. Okay. We, we subscribe to a lot of things on the internet. If it's something that you love to do, you won't mind researching it anyway. Yes, So, uh, nine times out of ten, you're already doing the piecework to your entrepreneurship goals. Okay. You just have to put it into action. So it, it is always researching. Know your craft because mm. you will always be tested on Absolutely. the products that you produce. Man, yes. So know your craft. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Because the thing is, we have a lot of um, people out there who want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And they're not really sure you know, what direction they want to go. So what they do is they find somebody who's successful in something that they already do. Mm-hmm. And then they try to do that and then it doesn't work. And you're like, why didn't it work? Because you're not passionate about it. Like that's, that's right. that person's passion. That's right. That's Thank right. you for sharing that, James. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now this next one, we, we always get kind of different sides of the coin <laughs> for this one. So some people say, uh, in order to be successful as an entrepreneur, you got to have to go to college, have great contacts, this, that, and the other. Some people just say you just need a work ethic and a dream. Where do you guys stand on that spectrum? Would you like to start this one out? <laughs> well, like for me to? I think we're we're the perfect spectrum, but I think we have the same um, ideal in this one. I okay. I went to formal, you know, education. <laughs> I went to Christian Brothers, and gotcha. it has nothing to do with what I'm doing today. Fair enough. Even in corporate America. <laughs> so enough. I. I, I would not say you need any kind of formal education to do anything you love. Okay. Because it is actually knowing your craft. I started out in high school washing cars and washed cars for 10 years. Okay. I, that's something I love to do. I don't mind doing it. And it actually pays very well. Right. So <laughs> on a on a different entrepreneurship, it doesn't matter who gives you the go ahead to do it. That piece of paper is not what validates you. I hear that. You validate yourself. I hear that. So nobody can do that but you. So you need to depend on yourself even when those failures come through. Mm-hmm. Because in, in business, you have to ex- expect almost a failure. You have to be prepared for it. Because okay. you can't control outside vendors. You can't control outside forces. Right. I mean, so... It, and, and you have to be comfortable with failing. So... Formal education can't give you that. Fair enough. What say you, Mr. James? I agree with my wife. Um, Smart choice. (laughs) Very very smart choice. On the other hand, um, I'm a college dropout. Okay. Uh, And this is just my belief. Okay. God 
Allah, whatever supreme being that we believe in or not believe in, mm -hmm. there are certain talents that are just in us. I hear that. There are certain things that we just do. A formal education has absolutely nothing to do with that. Okay. You are that. gifted at what you do. Mm -hmm. We are gifted at what we do. Um, and education can add to it. Uh, a lot greatly in some areas but as far as being an entrepreneur my thing is if you love it do it don't let anybody detract you from doing what it is that you love to do i hear that i hear that and I, let me add to that sure. even like he said he's a college dropout and i actually went to a four-year university and he's always made more money than me in corporate America, it has never failed. Every time he gets a job, he always makes twice what I make. And it's like, why do I have these student loans again? So just on, you know, just speaking to corporate America side, you know, if it's something that he that you love to do, just like James is a I mean, a lifelong railroader. Mm -hmm. You can't take him away from the railroad. Right. So it, formal education, like it helps. I mean, right. it, but especially to the to the young people that may be listening, identify early what it is that you like to do. Because college that. isn't for everybody. Right. Trade might be right. a better option for you. Absolutely. So, I mean, even my parents, my mom uh, went to college one semester and worked for the IRS 30 years. I hear that. And my dad went to college and got two degrees from TSU mm -hmm. and didn't work for anybody more than a year. Fair enough. So, Fair don't enough. depend on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I think the thing is, is that that model of finish high school, go to college, be safe in a job for 30 years. I think that model doesn't work in this day and age anymore. We did have that and it worked just fine. But I think with with technology and the way you can acquire knowledge, we were talking off air about how YouTube, you can learn so much from YouTube. That's right. That's right. Anyway. It's like you can require knowledge from anywhere. So I think that's kind of played into why, you know, things change. And not to say that do not go to college. We are not saying that. <laughs> that's right. I, as an education company, I am obligated to say that. But, yes. um, but at the same time, I think the ultimate goal is to learn. Right. right, and I, and I that's think right. that's fair to say in the point you're trying to get across. That's right. Okay. And that's you right. do get great connections through college. I can't say that I'm oh, absolutely. some great people through absolutely. my college network. So absolutely. You, you And those carry on. Those are lifelong connections. Absolutely. So you, and I especially going to school here local, mm -hmm. and a lot of them still being local and then traveling and, you know, still meeting those same connections. So it is worth it. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Right. We just, especially coming from the same, you know, place. Absolutely. It, it, Absolutely. it is it is a great thing to do and it will pay off. But just know what it is that you're going for when you're actually stepping on the university's ground. I hear that. Yes. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. What is the best piece of advice you guys have ever gotten? And what's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? I got this. <laughs> <laughs> the best piece of advice we ever got or we was ever told to us was that mm -hmm. you can be profitable in your first year and not make any money. Fair you can be you, successful in your first year. Yes. And not make a dime. Absolutely. That's, that's, Absolutely. Gotcha. That's you you if if you break even, you've done a great job as being an entrepreneur. If you can finish your first year and not be in the hole. Right. Even though you may not have additional income to your personal self, mm -hmm. their business has not gone in the hole. So that was the best advice that we could get because a lot of our vendors we do 
you know, ship a lot of things. We do expect a lot of deliveries as well as we ship out. So gotcha. we have, uh, you know, funds going back and forth all right. the time. So mm-hmm. we 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 were told that and we, we were very open-minded to the fact that being successful does not mean having a million dollars in the bank. I hear that. So I hear that. Yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, when you're comfortable within yourself, you get to define what success Absolutely. actually right. is and not somebody from the outside saying, That's right. Uh, you got nine nine $999,099. You're not successful. That's Absolutely. right. But it's almost a million. Nah, it's not successful. Right. That's all right. Fair enough. That's I right. got you. Yeah, that, that was it. Right. <laughs> um, so right before we go to break, if you would explain to our listeners the typical day as you run uh, MCE, like from start to finish. Typical day, mm-hmm. um, we usually start out. I'm an early bird, so I usually wake up 5.30 in the morning. Oh, I know this. <laughs> I know this. And, and I'm hitting social media. I'm posting something about MCE. I'm posting right. um, either information about our cigars or fun, fact. fun facts about cigars or something like that. A couple of hours later, my wife may or may not wake up. <laughs> not an early bird, yeah. people. It is what it is. But by that time, I've already done a couple of deliveries. We usually have a couple of deliveries in the morning. Okay. We have to do um, early in the morning. Get back to the house, get the kids ready, drop the kids off, and then it's on the phone with Jamil, Mark, and Tasha. What do we need to do next? It's always, you know. I hear that. What can we hit? What event do we need to go to? Um, Who do we need to talk to? Who do we need to network with? Packaging, branding. It's a, I wish there was more time in the day to Fair do enough. things. I think our entrepreneurs wish there were more time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think if nothing else, we as the business owners are constantly in communication about what our next move is. I hear that. What, That's right. What That's event, right. What what's um, been ordered because Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> so we, we have a lot of inquiries and we constantly, as, as your box, we don't like to give people the same thing. We Fair want enough. you to be surprised when you get our product. So right. um, at, at this current day, it's, it's you know what can we do different to wow our customers and um, pretty much that is every day because we were doing the same thing at Christmas so and we are a young business <laughs> so you know we, we're trying to keep ourselves innovative and different and, and just make sure our customers are always happy with our products so if, if nothing else in a day we are constantly communicating with um, social media and our customer base we get a lot of inquiries um especially in the area it doesn't look like people that we are marketing to are very familiar with cigars but there is a high interest right so we if anything in a day we are constantly asking um answering inquiries that we receive on all this social media that he does start at 5 30 in the morning i will <laughs> we all see it <laughs> he does start very early in the morning but that that's one of the things that, that has made us successful so i hear that yeah i hear that and i'm usually sharing about five minutes yes. later <laughs> thank you or, yes. or, or the ladies i try to yes, thank you. <laughs> and we do the same vice versa absolutely absolutely they absolutely right. do absolutely yeah. do so actually i have to have a follow-up question because you guys just recently did an event uh, mm-hmm. the other day how did that go very well. Okay. Very well. Um, it was actually at Lux Lounge. Um, we had a, a couple of fellow Westwood High School alumni. There. I hear that. <laughs> Sam Eccles, he invited us out to the event. Um, he's over marketing for several different clubs. Um, Angie Steele with her vlogs and her. Angie, she might get up at. I don't even know if she sleeps. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. She's always exactly. something. <laughs> yes. The event went well, very well, and they actually asked us to come back. Um, there you go. 
they want us to come every week. Um, our schedule may not permit every week, right. but we will be there as much as we can. Of course. Be there. Of so course. Yeah, yeah, we didn't amazing. expect a, a, a regular reoccurring gig from it, so yeah. we were very happy with the turnout. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I, I think that speaks to, and, and I talk about this all the time, like if you provide value, people see it, right? And That's so right. when you provide that value, you never know how, what's going to turn up, right? That's you know, right. You know, That's so... Right. No, thank you for sharing that. How you guys like being on the show? We, we'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> we would encourage any yeah. entrepreneur out there, you have to do this. This is an amazing experience. Please do. Thank you. Please support ours also. Thank you. That's one of the um, tools that we actually use, you know, for as far as entrepreneurship, business models, um, social media, everything. I mean, we appreciate you. <laughs> and we appreciate your wife also. I mean, all Absolutely. of this. Thank you. Thank guys. you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yes. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and you're listening to The Startup Life. looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers, all lessons are common core aligned. Let's continue. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So what do you guys think is a popular misconception about business? That starting your own business is impossible. We are from... urban area inner cities and a lot of young african americans feel that it's impossible to start or have their own business is that it's not impossible if you have a dream follow that dream i think we don't teach enough okay about being your own um boss i i think one of the things that we didn't learn about until we started traveling more is how easy it is just to apply for a business license mm-hmm. you know how easy it is just to get that tax id number and begin doing what you love so i think what we're trying to do to um younger people that we deal with in the church and the community is let them know that it's not as difficult as you as you think actually you can start a business with almost little to no money right (laughs) you know depending on on what your business license costs and what it is that you want to start out with we started mce with just the business license and what maybe 10 12 cigars i mean it it did not and those are actually from our personal supply right so you know (laughs) it it does not take (laughs) you know an arm and a leg to just jump out there right and and do it we actually applied for our business license um ourselves and our business partners were on a trip and we were in a mall parking lot Mm, yes. And we basically put up, put our money together, right there on the dashboard, and and did the business license. I don't know if you've heard it a lot um, before, but we we fly a lot on Delta Airlines, and they have okay. this thing on their napkins. A lot of great ideas started out on the back of a napkin. It's true, and that's exactly how our MCE Cigar Emporium idea just came to fruition, basically. We were sitting down, like Jamil said, we were sitting down in a um, a mall parking lot. All we have is a napkin, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we start drawing logos, we start drawing ideas. Immediately, we look on the internet again, get the business license, get everything started. So if you have a dream, 
I think that to me that's the biggest misconception that you can't do it. You can do anything well, you set your heart or mind yeah. to. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that because the thing is one of the purpose of of creating uh, the Startup Life podcast was to kind of break that barrier, mm-hmm. right? To break that mm-hmm. barrier, the fact that, you know, like, you know, you see, because I think sometimes people see the Apples and the Googles, right? Yes. It's like, I can never be like that. Yeah. Yes. But not understanding, like, they started with humble beginnings as well. That's right. right? Like, nobody, nobody starts in business just successful. Like, That's right. you know, because if that was the case, everybody would do it. That's right. Right. right? That's so right. let me ask you this, and this is a follow-up question. Where do you think that comes from? That barrier, like that, the belief that, you know, I can't do this. To me, um, 400 years of oppression and <laughs> slavery. Um, okay. Some things were just instilled in our DNA, in our, in our makeup. I hear that. Um, a lot of things, you know, that... We had absolutely no control over. <laughs> right. Um, I got you. Yeah. That's fair. I think being in the inner city, we're kind of in a box. Okay. Well, I can speak personally. My horizons weren't open until we started traveling more. Mm. And, and seeing other entrepreneurs, especially on social media, they didn't look like they were necessarily stuck in a nine to five. It's like, it's lunchtime, it's noon, I'm on Facebook and you're sitting on the beach. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, what yeah. What can, how can we break outside of the normal nine to five? Because if you, going back to something you said before, our parents, my parents, my mother, <laughs> I saw her work 30 years straight. Same, right. one job, mm-hmm. same schedule around the clock. So, Growing up and being successful, in my eyes, was exactly. that picture. Right. So, my thing was, I'm going to go and I'm going to get an 8 to 5. And I'm just going to work and make more money than she was. Mm-hmm. That was my goal for a long time. Right. So, I became successful. And I got to where she's, where she ended at such a young age. It was mm-hmm. like, what do we do now? Right. Because one of the things about breaking outside of their box is we see companies where my mom worked for 30 years, not exactly being as faithful to employees as they were, you know, then. Fair I, I, our, our people, you know, they, when we were growing up, had a job and didn't have to worry about the doors closing. Right. Our generation doesn't have that security. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, you know, being faithful to a job 30 years isn't really what we're seeing in our day and age. So what can we fall back on so our kids can keep eating and we can keep living and we can, you know, be self-sustainable? Absolutely. Outside of corporate America, so absolutely, yeah. Jamil, you bring up a, a great point because the thing is, our generation we grew up through nine eleven recession, tech bubble, housing bubble, right. greed. You won't it, make it to eighteen years old. You won't make it to eighteen years old. <laughs> absolutely, generation X, right? Generation X. Exactly, and, and so it's one of those things where it's like, if if that lifestyle is not as secure as it was for our parents and our grandparents, mm-hmm. why not bet on myself? That's right. Why not bet on myself? That's right. So That's thank right. you guys for sharing that. Because I, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> you know, we can, we can see our own vision. I mean, we have corporate America jobs. We could literally go to work Monday and it'd be nothing there. Right. So at least, you know, having, and then too, just going way back, if we had to actually barter, you know, mm. if, they, if we had to get back to that kind of system, what right. do I have to offer? Right. So, right. so yeah. I mean, you you have services. We have product. Right. We can always trade, Absolutely. and now we can. Everybody can eat. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. How has entrepreneurship affected your lifestyle? A lot of times, people don't understand that you know entrepreneurship is not like you clock in at nine, clock out at five, and then I'm done. Right. Like, right. explain to people how 
it really is a lifestyle. Like you said, there is no clocking in and clocking out if you own a business. Right. Um, if somebody calls me at one thirty in the morning, I have to get up. I have to answer that phone because I have to take care of our customers first. Right. Um, like you said, a lot of people don't understand that. But you enjoy it. I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't mind when, when you get that uh, PayPal invoice email or when you get that, really that email mind. saying, <laughs> I know you don't, <laughs> but when you, when you get that email saying, I want to inquire about getting some gift sets, you know, even if it doesn't pan out, you enjoy the experience of yes. transferring the information back and forth. And nine times out of 10, that one sale, that, that one non-sale actually will become a sale in the future. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, you know, consider that a failure. You just say there was a learning experience, you know, down line. I mean, it, it will pay off. Right. So It's an enjoyable lifestyle. Um, gotcha. I, I love it. Freedom to, if, some, if something happens at our kids' schools, we're able to go and spend time with our kids at school. It's a unrestricted lifestyle. A freedom of because we're you're not stuck to a nine to five. Right. Mm-hmm. You you can work at your leisure and really it isn't considered working because you enjoy it. So I would say more of a network buy sell environment. I guess it, it's it's not work anymore when, I hear that. when you're dealing That's with right. the entrepreneurship because again you love what you do. if you love what you do you don't mind getting up at one thirty right I don't mind my phone going off at five thirty even though <laughs> I'm not getting up till seven but um the good thing about MC just kind of switching lanes whatever he does all the owners are hooked to so mm-hmm. if I'm actually in corporate America and we get that inquiry. Mm-hmm. In in the lifestyle setting, right. somebody's gonna answer it. You Absolutely. know, it's always yes. going. Somebody's going to be available to our customers at any given time, twenty four hours a day. The lifestyle, we sleep less, but we are happier it, it, on on the back end. It, it's a decision we do we would have made over and over again. We do not yes. regret it at all. Gotcha. You, you know what? You you bring up an excellent point in that we try to drive to not just people in Startup Nation, but the people that follow us on social media that embrace the small victories. Like, you know, even though, you know, it didn't, the sale didn't pan out or yes. even if it's just like a follow or an inquiry, <laughs> right? Like that means somebody took the time to research you, buy something from you, and there is power in that, right? Yes. You know, it's yes. something you created. It's not something that you're selling on behalf of somebody else. It's something you created, something you provide. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Do you have any employees at MCE or is it just you four? It's just us four. Okay. Um, okay. And I can go elaborate on um, some of the things that make us work sure. well together. Absolutely. Um, go ahead. Since we don't have any employees, like you said, it's just us for um, open communication is number one. Mm-hmm. Honesty and respect for the other person's opinion. Um, I hear that. It, Sounds like marriage, too. <laughs> <Very much laughs> like marriage. <laughs> there are four of us, so you know they, they always say you need a uneven number in business as far as a vote. But we just work so well together that we don't we we listen to each other, and whoever has the best idea, that's who we go with. That's okay. who we run with. And we can okay. take constructive criticism from each from other. each other. I hear that. That's right. and, and and at the end, we're still friends and business partners. Yes, you have to be able to. Um, be able to listen to somebody telling you that what they're seeing or what you're doing might not be the best way to do it. I hear that. Even if you don't agree with it, it's fine. Yes. But yes. you have to <clears throat> have an open mind mm-hmm. to it because I have an idea 
And I have three other people that are from the outside looking in. Tell me on the front end what I'm doing wrong. Gotcha. And and we would ask that, you know, out of any relationship, friendship, business, you know, whatever. And like I said, we were friends before. And we respected that level of, you know, criticism. So, to go into business and still have that level. I know that even if we don't agree, I might need to concede. You gotcha. know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and come back to it at a later date. And I'm fine with that. Okay. Because I know that they have my best interest at heart. Going back to the bad boss thing, you know, <laughs> some people don't always have the best interest at heart. So with these three people that I can look to, I know that they have my best interest at heart. And mm-hmm. that's when they're telling me, not it don't sound right. Gotcha. So you have to, and if you're in business by yourself, you still get that mentor or the family member or something. You have to have somebody you trust right. to bounce your, your, your ideas Fair off enough. of. Fair enough. Fair enough. I Fair mean, enough. you have Kenda and she's going to tell you, babe, I don't know if... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and y'all should have seen that look. <laughs> but, uh, you know, That's every day. <laughs> but in the end, we, we come back together and the business is much greater because we've had that, that interaction. So, And again, I go back to the communication, communication, communication. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. That, that, that piece is important. Very important. I, um, I actually made a, a purchase. For mm-hmm. the company, in the company's best interest, mm-hmm. and this one time I did not run it by these three, and Uh-oh. boy, did they get on me! And, and got I'm, that work, I'm, huh? I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> they did, um, mm-hmm. even though it was in the company's best interest. And I think I um, text everybody instead of calling everybody to let them know what I was doing. Gotcha. And they didn't get it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. we didn't Fair understand. Enough. They didn't understand, you know, what it was that I was trying to do, and. I, I, I respect them. I appreciate them for that because open communication, that is the key in any business, any make, business and any marriage. We all, you know, make little pitfalls, so it's okay. Right. But it's it, when you understand on the front end, it won't be any questions That's afterwards. Because, right. again, right. these four business owners, you know, are all connected to the same thing. So when you get that notice, that mm-hmm. all four people get the same notice and the three That's are looking right. like... Uh, what? Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you know, it, it kind of makes you okay. We have to have a conference call because we don't understand. So you know, it, it, open communication is great, and you know, we we all learn from it. That's right. We all learn from it. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. Who are you guys as mentors? My mentor um, would be, again, I'm a big hip hop head. Uh, <laughs> Jay Z. I hear that. My main mentors, and a lot of my mentors are people that. You, you would you wouldn't understand people that are younger than me like mm-hmm. Dominic Lawson, man, um, look, Ant- don't, don't. Antoine <laughs> Subtle, um, people who I saw before anybody else saw them doing things that were positive not only for themselves but for their community, for their school, and things like that. My, I mean, my um, 50, 50 black or greatest um, entrepreneurs or business people. My list uh, would be a lot of people that are younger than me that I that I know. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, think I don't deserve it, but I appreciate it. No. <laughs> it's well deserved. Well, well you deserved. have to appreciate outside thinkers, though. That's right. Fair so, enough. Fair so enough. you know, if, if much as you use social media, if we see something and admire it, you can't. But you know, look at that as you know being a mentor. It, it, it's how our generation communicates. That's true. That's right. So That's true. you know, as far as as, as what we see. You know, we, a lot of our generation, you know, they have iPads. and, and It's not like we were reading in the library in our generation. They are going to be, you know, hooked to a, a screen right. for the rest of their lives right. going forward. 
So, you know, when we talk about mentors, it's who we visually can see. That's right. On, you know, on the media platforms. So, gotcha. you know, Ebony. <laughs> Ebony Daniels, um, Attorney Henry Reeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are people that we grew up with. Right. And to see you guys doing great things, that's an inspiration to us. Yeah. There's, I mean, no... no Hatering or right. haterism or whatever you want right. to call it these days, um, no jealousy, anything like that. That is, that's great. You know, right. we we love it. We share that kind of stuff. You know, right. um, those are our mentors. You, you know what I think it is though, and and Startup Nation is one of those things where your host and Jamil and James were all from the same school, same neighborhood, and the people they mentioned are from the same school, same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where when you're around certain people. Mm-hmm. They push each other, mm-hmm. even if they don't yes. realize it. That's right. Right? That's they're, right. they're pushing each other. But, like, you know, it's like, it's not really hating, but no. there is a little bit of like, man, what they doing? I need to do that. I need to do, yeah. I need to do something too. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like, you know, people hold each other accountable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you're starting to see a lot of people from our neighborhood and from, you know, from our city for that matter, yes. push each other. To be great, you know, mm-hmm. like Angie's shirt says all the That's time. Right. <laughs> we push each other uh, to be great. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, if you had one piece of advice to somebody who's just starting out in entrepreneurship, what would that be? Jump feet first into it. I hear that. If if you have an idea that you believe in and that you're willing to try, don't hesitate because a, a business is going to take all of you and some. Mm-hmm. It's going to require you to do things and think in ways that you haven't, you know, experienced before. Right. So if I had to give any piece of advice, it would be first to research, 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 and then take all of the negativity out of your mind and go right. for it. <laughs> right. Because I, we are human and we're always going to think in the back of our minds, what if I fail? But you can't fail if you don't try. Right. So tr- go for it. Just, just go for it. You will have a great idea, and that great idea will be turned down. I mean, I can speak for myself. You will have meetings with uh, mayors. Uh, you will have meetings with congressmen, and it's a great idea. You will go to banks, and they will deny your loan. Do not stop. Keep going. Your idea is great. Um, you will make it. You can do it. That, that would be my advice to anybody that is trying to start a business. You can you will. Do not quit. Do not let the detractors stop you or slow you down. Keep pushing forward and you will get to your goal. I forget this wasn't our first business venture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking, he just, you know, you do push that out of your mind right. once you go forward. But yeah, this was not our first business venture. Our first one, we had a vision, we went forward and we just didn't get the backing. Gotcha. So, you know, it is what it is. We, you know, chalked it up as a loss. Mm-hmm. And we kept going, and now we can say we're successful. So, I hear that. Right. Yeah, I hear that. What do you guys see your business or the industry that you're in five years from now? Where do you see it going? In the in the Memphis market, I see MCE Cigar Emporium as the number one cigar retailer, anything in the Memphis area in the next five years. Um, this is a wide okay. open area. Um, our plan is to graduate our people from the black and miles and the things you know that are common gotcha and move you to another level and then moving ourselves to another level we'll be taking other people with us so um 
the future is bright for MCE Cigar Emporium and anything else that you or my, Jamil or Mark or Tasha or anything else that we decide to do, the future is bright for us. Yeah. I hear that. I think we, we have a prime market, even outside of the Memphis area. Like I said, I think the, the population we target um, really doesn't know but is interested in, in the actual um, backstory of a cigar and what it is to actually enjoy a cigar. And, you know, we always see people of other nationalities and other, um, you know, age groups with cigars but mm-hmm. you just assume oh they just have a cigar you just you know there's kind of a backstory about you know what do you do with cigar how do you smoke a cigar um a lot of if you think of the elderly generation if you just think about seeing old guys like on the corner store or in the grocery store they have cigars that aren't lit mm-hmm. and nine times out of ten they aren't going to like them it, it's more of a just having you know that cigar with them and the aroma and the taste of it right. not actually smoking it Right. My grandfather had a pipe, and I never saw it lit, hmm. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. So, you know, it, it's more of a, 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 um, a educational moment about, you know, there's a lot of inquiries. W- what is what is cigar smoking? What is it for? What does it do? Because it's not like smoking cigarettes, or it's not like smoking black and mouths. It, it's kind of, for lack of a better word, it's kind of a life. Yeah, it's know. a lifestyle. I hear that. It's, it's relaxing. Therapeutic. It's, Therapeutic. It's better, yeah, oh, it is a better that's right. way to put it. So, yeah, we, we see it going a, 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 a long, long way, and we're ready to push it forward. You know what? I actually have a follow-up question for something you said way back when. I just remembered it. Um, I know sometimes you have like a, it's like a humidor or something. Is that yes. like for moisture? Can you educate us on that a little bit, if you would, please? A, a humidor is basically for storage um, okay. and to keep the cigar at its perfect uh, temperature and the perfect, um, I guess we would say, humidity, humidity level right. and just desirable smoking um, texture, feel, and everything. Okay. Uh, a humidor is the number one thing that you need if you are in the cigar industry or if you are storing cigars, if you have your own personal collection of cigars also, mm-hmm. um, that is number one. If, gotcha. you, if you run across somebody and they have some cigars just in their trunk or something like that, do not. <laughs> do not buy those. Because cigars have to stay at a, at a certain humidity level. Right. So we have uh, humidors that we, we have that we keep our stock in and you actually have to do things to keep them um, in the best shape because if you don't, then your cigars will mold. That's and people you. don't understand that. First of all, you can't keep cigars forever. Okay. And <laughs> that, that's number one. Okay. Two, um, depending on the cigar that you enjoy, it's supposed to feel a certain way. Kind of like when you're uh, in the store and you're like buying avocados and you're feeling them all, mm-hmm. a cigar is supposed to feel a certain way and the humidor keeps it in the perfect uh, smoking condition so then when you're ready to enjoy it it will be in the best condition so the humidors they come in all shapes all sizes you can get them as big as refrigerators I mean oh, you, wow. you yes. have um, for women for men yeah, I mean you so. can, they have traveling humidors Travel. he has a Jay-Z um, traveling humidor yes. actually so uh, a humidor first of all like he said if you're thinking of educating yourselves in cigars and you go somewhere and they're not in a humidor, mm-hmm. uh, we would suggest that you not buy it. Um, a lot of places that sell cigars, you have, they have a humidor room. The oh, entire okay. room is a humidor. humidor. So you walk in and it's pretty much an entire room that is closed off, usually by glass. And it has, you'll see on the floor or in the ventilation, it has a temperature. Okay. And that temperature will tell, you know, the whole room's humidity, so like set it up or down or however. 
But um, yeah, humidors are, are definitely, they have a, a hygrometer on the front that tells you the hum humidity. So um, there are certain things you have to do to keep the humidity in. Um, certain, you can't even use regular water when you're trying to. Gotcha. <laughs> you, when, when you have the humidor, and there are a number of ways you can keep, keep the humidity level uh, sustainable for your cigar. So um, maybe we'll do some, some fun facts about that because we haven't done that yet. So thanks. We sparking creativity yeah, on the show. Look yeah. at us. <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll teach our consumers. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I wanted to ask that, but you know, for my own personal knowledge, because I mm -hmm. think you posted about one once before, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. But so okay. I, I'm glad you educated me on that. So, so okay. thank you. I appreciate that. I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What are you guys' superpower? We we are huge Marvel fans. Uh, <laughs> huge Marvel fans. And with the four of us, I mean, we are. A, com a combination of the X-Men and maybe the Fantastic Four, we would say. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and I will speak for the group. Uh, Jamil, she is excellent with the contracts. Um, contracts, anything, you know, business-related. Uh, Tax. Taxes. <laughs> um, licensing, all gotcha. that stuff. That's what we heavily depend on Jamil for that. Uh, Tasha, this girl, she could take a plain anything and make it look beautiful. I mean, it could be a piece of wood, and she's she she comes up with some of these ideas about decorating, and about packaging. packaging, and things like that that are unbelievable. Um, Mark, this guy, he could sell water to uh, a fish. Water to a fish. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He is a amazing sales guy, salesman. Mm -hmm. um, and myself, I guess I would be uh, more so like the tech guy. I'm the guy that has these crazy ideas in the middle of the night, waking up, <laughs> writing them down, and just running it by the group, you know. Um, and those are our superpowers. And we we combine together, and we are MCE Cigar Emporium. I hear so. that. I hear that. That is that is awesome. I think that's probably the best answer I've gotten for that question. Okay. Literally, because I think, <laughs> no, seriously, because like, besides the fact that it's like, it's four different dynamics. Mm -hmm. But you, it plays to what you guys were saying earlier, being cohesive of how yes, sir. one plays off the other, like a yes, like sir. a like a championship team, right? Yes, sir. And um, you say Tasha, Tasha, Ta Tasha, Tasha. Okay, uh -huh. it, it, it it's funny. Uh, you wouldn't think that in in the cigar game that you know stuff like perceived value would be important, but it is. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she has that ability because you can take something. Right, like this bottle of water, for instance. Like, let's yes. say it costs a dollar, but if you jazz it up, you can sell it for three. That's right. And so that that's a very unique skill that most people don't have. So you're very she is invaluable. Exactly, you exactly. Can't, you can't pay <laughs> right. for, the, exactly. for the experience that, that our partners bring to to them. We're lucky to have them. So very lucky. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, so is at this point of the show that you know the floor is yours to advertise. Any, any current events, promotions, it is absolutely yours. Okay, um, February 10th, we will be again at the Lux Lounge, 3165 Mount Moriah. That is in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, we will be out there that night. That's a Friday night, so please come out if you guys don't mind coming out. I'd like to send a shout-out to the Reeves Law Firm, Attorney Henry Reeves. He is a great, great, great – he's – we can call him any time of the night for any type of legal advice we need also. Mm -hmm. um, Memphis attorney Henry Reeves. Uh, shout out to Angie Steele. Um, 
the vlogger, the the everything on the internet. Shout out to Angie Steele. Uh, shout out to Al's LLC for any type of entrepreneur knowledge that you need. Please check them needs. out. Educational needs, check them out. Uh, Sam Eccles, we'd like to shout him out. Marketing guru for these clubs around Memphis area. Uh, Mrs. Ebony Daniel Sannon and um, the Limelight Collection. That's another Westwood alumni. Um, the Limelight Collection. Please check those out. It's Valentine's Day. Fellas, get your wife a purse. Limelight Collection. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, we also would like to shout out our business partners, Tarsha and Mark Clayton. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those two. It takes That's right. Um, just like it takes a, a village to support a family, it takes a village to support a business so I hear that we, we are, are very lucky to have them as business partners and friends so um, if we forgot anybody charge it to our heads and not our hearts <laughs> we love you all we also want to thank everybody who has um, patronized Ever supported our business us. Yes, we, definitely. Know, thus far we greatly appreciate everybody that has um you know, believed in us to provide you quality cigars. It's too many people to name, but we, we appreciate you all. And we, we also appreciate those that um haven't supported us. You you don't know how valuable you are to us and you guys push us even more, you know, by not supporting us. Uh, we, well I wouldn't we appreciate say not supporting, but you know, it, it we appreciate any inquiry, any question, any we appreciate <laughs> all, all, you know, of of the you know, feedback that we get off, I, off of our... I think James may be speaking to haters. <laughs> yes. I think, oh. James, I think James is speaking to people who... who that, that hate fuels his passion. Oh, that that's true. Okay. There is an entrepreneur, you know, in Tokyo, in Berlin, in London, but also in South Memphis, Westwood, you know, here in the city. And they want to start a business. And some may think, I should go to this place and start a business. Some say I should go to Silicon Valley. I should go to Phoenix. I should go to Nashville. I should go to Atlanta. Make the case for why they should start their business here in Memphis. Memphis is the distribution capital of the United States, maybe the world. We have FedEx. We have UPS. We have so many different shipping options that you could use not to... Make any more money for any other companies, but we do have those <laughs> companies if you if you would like to use those companies. Um, we had a substitute teacher back in high school, Mr. Davis, and he said, if you can make it at Westwood, you can make it anywhere. I hear that. My advice to anybody, if you're in Memphis, Tennessee, if you can make it in Memphis, you can make it anywhere. Let's build our own community. Let's raise our own people up. Let's help each other. Let's network. You can do it. We'll help you. Dominique, he, he, he will help you. Owls will help you. Let's do it together. I hear that. Not only that, I mean, if you think about it, people call Memphis behind the times mm -hmm. or slow. Or wouldn't that be the perfect opportunity to open your, your business? <laughs> because nobody else is doing what you're doing. Right. Like, well, there's only, I think, two other companies that even have an idea similar to what we started. I hear that. So why not have you have the prime real estate here? And of course, our cost of living is great. So Absolutely. why would don't 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 move to to try to better yourself when you have to think about those out of pocket costs immediately when you touch down. Right. Stay in your home. Stay where you. And nobody knows Memphis like you do. Absolutely. So you already have your fan base. You just have to market to them. 
I hear that. And everybody in Memphis knows each other. <laughs> you you right. know, everybody know If you, you can pick one person on Facebook that you have no mutual friends actually on Facebook. But I bet if you met them in person, you know somebody that they know. Right. So use Memphis as your platform to grow and be successful. And if you do it in Memphis, when you get to that big city, you're already, you already have the plan laid out. Right. You've done it here. So you're just projecting what you've done in Memphis onto, you know, the Atlantas and the LAs and everything. But you start out here because honestly, just being frank, it's the cheapest place to do it. It makes it doesn't make sense to go somewhere else and do it anywhere else. Real estate, I mean, everything we have going on as far as networking and festivals. Think about how many international people just come to Graceland. Mm-hmm. That's right down the street. Absolutely. So if you just were on the sidewalk at Graceland promoting yourself, you could potentially be already online in Berlin and London and everywhere else right. because we have that fan base coming to us. I hear that. What if you set up on Bill Street? I you just that. walk down Bill Street one night with whatever it is that you're pushing, handing out business cards. You, you have it. Don't don't go looking for it somewhere else. This is where you you need to start. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. So, last question, I promise. Uh, <laughs> any pardon advice for any entrepreneur sitting on the cover? They're on that cliff, and that they haven't jumped yet. They're, they're afraid to make that jump. Any pardon advice for aspiring entrepreneurs? Jump. <laughs> <laughs> that was simple. <laughs> yes, jump. You will be okay. Everything will work out. You had your, your dream. You had your goal in mind. Don't just sit back and think about it because, I mean, you might not realize it, but somebody else is receiving a vision similar to yours. So the earlier you start, the better. Get on out there and do it. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to reach out to other entrepreneurs that are doing, you know, other things. You know, That's right. you don't you don't have to you know, necessarily reach out to another, you know, similar entrepreneurship. But if you have any questions, like we said, we're available. Ours is available. I mean, there are resources for you to use that can help you along the way if you have any reservations. But you're going to have reservations regardless. Do it. If you won't, if you're afraid of failure, you won't know unless you try. So go ahead, jump out. The support will be there if you need it. We are going to, you know, make pitfalls, but how you come out of that is what makes you successful. So if you're on that cliff and you're ready to jump, we might just be on the end with you. Just come, come on. <laughs> I mean, right. it, you, it's a beautiful, beautiful jump. I hear that. I hear that. So. That's going to conclude the show. Thank you so much for coming on the Startup Life, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. You be willing to come back? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get to that look. Forbes, that Forbes list. We got you. I hear that. Yeah. Here's my final take. When it comes to not just James and Jamil, but also Mark and Tarsha, it's all about teamwork. They understand that they have to work together, hold each other accountable to provide not only great value, but also to make sure that the bottom line grows. They are a classic example of get the team right, get the dream right. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.